This is Dr. Chad Edwards, and you are listening to podcast number 89 of Against the Grain. Welcome back to the Against the Grain podcast. This is Dr. Chad Edwards, and I am here with the lovely Diana. Good to be here. And we are finally back recording more podcasts. We've got some ambitions to get some more information out there and to do more of these podcasts. We've had a lot of requests uh, for these. So here we are. Diana, what are we talking about today? We're talking about SNPs. SNPs. Like vasectomies? Not today. Okay. What? So tell the listeners, what are SNPs? SNPs, we're going to be talking about specific sections of DNA. That sounds gripping. Well, I hope so. <laughs> okay, so SNPs. This is, you know, if you go back for our listeners, if you go back to podcast number 41, we talk about the MTHFR gene, and we're talking about methylation and how that process is involved in a lot of things in the human body and why it's beneficial and helpful and all of those kinds of things, and how this can affect your overall health. So this, and we talked, you know, quite a bit about that before, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more generally about some of these SNPs and what they are. And one of the reasons that we're doing this is because in the clinic, we have started doing uh, more testing with some of these genetics things. And I think that most physicians out there, this is my opinion, that do some of this testing or patients that will get some of these tests, like the 23andMe, they are testing your genetics and they're looking for your SNPs, how you vary from one individual to the next. And so we want to talk a little bit about what that means on this episode of the podcast. And in the future, we're going to dive deeper into what some of the other implications are for each of these genes and with some of our cardiovascular testing and with some other things. So I wanted to give a foundation for uh, for what these things are. So what? Uh, where should we start, Diana? Um, let's start with, I don't know, where do you want to start? What SNP do you want to talk about today? Well, let's, let's start. I mean, I think using MTHFR as kind of a baseline, you know, with podcast number 41 about methylation, um, I think let's start with, uh, we'll, we'll do MTHFR, but let, let's start with the foundation of you have this gene that or the you know your dna segment you got a chromosome that you get one from mom and one from dad and then you have these uh these individual genes which you know today you know you know today's easter as we're recording this it's easter and so my father-in-law asked now what is a gene and like he he caught me and i was like wait how do I put this into words where he can understand? <laughs> but you did a great job, so give us your answer. Uh, bringing my classroom experience here. Um, basically, when we talk about DNA, you have a ladder. So if you can just imagine a ladder, and then as you have each step or each rung of these ladders, we can identify those as being a SNP. So when we look at a segment of a ladder, we have these SNPs and each one of those sections are responsible for doing a different thing. So they can be responsible for your eye color. They can be responsible for whether or not you have a widow's peak in your hairline. Um, every one of them are going to do something different and some will be turned on and some will be turned off. And then during processes in our life and things that we come in contact with and decisions and choices we make, we can actually 
change what's turned on and what's turned off, and I'm sure we'll get there later, too. Yeah, you're kind of jumping the gun there. Sorry, I get uh, really no, excited. It's, okay. it's a good teaser. Uh, we will be talking about uh, genetic expression and what what turns things on with our epigenetics. and those, That's within one of the next few podcasts that we're going to be doing. So in these in these SNPs, you got this gene uh, that Diana uh, so eloquently described. And within that gene, there's there's some terminology that we should probably hash out. And one part of that is we're going to talk about the wild type. So wild type. Wow. Right? It's it's getting wild here. So the wild type is what is kind of average. That's the most common um that's the most common portion or the most common expression. I don't know I don't know how to word that. Uh, the most common uh variant of the gene. Uh, so, for example, with the MTHFR, there's there's a couple of different SNPs that we'll look at, and we'll look at the 677 portion, and we'll look at the 1298, just using those as examples. We'll start with the 677, and with that gene, it can either be expressed as a, a C or as a T, and basically each one of those will encode for a different amino acid. And with that different amino acid, you know, because the DNA uh, during transcription makes RNA, and the RNA will eventually make a protein. And the the com- composition of the DNA uh, through, you know, you get three base pairs, makes a codon. The codon expresses a specific amino acid. And when you have a variation in that genetic segment or a SNP, single nucleotide polymorphism is what the SNP, S-N-P, what that stands for. And so when you have a difference with 677 on the MTHFR, you have this, it can either express as a T or a C. And then, of course, you get one from mom, one from dad. And so the the wild type um, is, I believe it's CC on the 677 um, part, if I'm, if I'm saying that wrong. Uh, I'm going to pull it up here in just a second. Uh, in fact, Diana, can you... Yeah, well, while you're pulling that up, um, just to make sure everyone's clear, when you're saying 677 and then that other number, the number identifies the gene. The the number identifies the spot on the gene. Got it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. And then whenever you're talking about, you mentioned DNA, RNA, and then back to DNA, basically every time your cell multiplies because we have to keep reproducing them so that we can repair and and fix things and and you know constantly being under maintenance we our cells have to divide and when they do that they have to have the instruction manual in order to maintain the job they're supposed to perform that's where your dna comes in so in order for that cell to reproduce you have to copy the dna so the new cell knows what to do in that process, I mean, just imagine putting it on a copy machine, and you're able to do that. Um, but every once in a while, if you put it on the copy machine and you don't clean the screen off and you get, you know, an extra little shadow on that copy machine, um, then the copy that comes out's not clean. It's got a difference to it, and that's where we can get into some of these mutations. Am I right? So those variations can come about from any number of reasons, and I don't, I don't know that we have a good grasp on where they come from, uh, but regardless, they do happen, and it's one of the things that gives us biochemical individuality. And when it comes specifically to the MTHFR and the 677 uh, mutation, the wild type, which means the most commonly expressed or the most common version of that gene, 
in in the MTHFR person uh, uh, um, gene is the CC. That's homozygote normal. Homozygote means that both of them, the one that you get from mom and the one that you get from dad, are both uh, the average version. That's the most common one. The allele, A-L-E-L-L-E, I think, uh, the allele form or the allele itself is T-T. So you could be homozygote normal, which is CC. You can be homozygote abnormal, which is TT. Or I don't want to say abnormal because I think that's one of the issues that we run into with some of these things. It's not normal and abnormal. It's um, not wild. It exactly uh, the the most common or less common. And so on the allele, the uh, the TT is the less common form, and that results in the enzyme, the MTHF. Uh, R, so the methylene tetrahydrofolate reductase enzyme is less efficient than the wild type version. And what does that do? And so th- those individuals, if you're heterozygote abnormal, heterozygote meaning you have one C and one T, they their enzyme is not as efficient, or if you're homozygote abnormal, meaning TT, and so that means that you cannot perform this methylation cycle, which go back and listen to podcast number 41. I talk a little bit more detail about that. So um, you cannot perform that as well. That enzyme is not as efficient in transferring that methyl group throughout that cycle, or at least if that's where that enzyme kicks in. And so uh, you can have some difficulty with that. Each genetic SNP, you have a wild type and an allele, and sometimes there's multiple different alleles where you have multiple different variations, and it results in a number of different potential outcomes. Um, so it's just important, I think, to understand that we are all individual, we are all very unique, and when we produce offspring, they have a different gene, genotype, or gene, than we have, and you know, so we're producing new things, and, you know... Going, let me go back one more, uh, one more step, just to that, uh, to talk a little bit more about the biochemistry, because I think it's important. Some of you guys may like start rolling your eyes and nodding off at me, but for those of you that want more information on the uh, on the MTHFR, it's called a C and a T because that's the amino acid that's encoded. So remember, I told you uh, we talked about the codon, which is those three DNA base pairs that will encode for an amino acid. The wild type. The type C, that encodes for a cytosine amino acid to be at that space. The wild type is a thymidine. So the DNA is a little bit different. So instead of producing a cytosine, it produces a thymidine. And because it's got a different amino acid, that enzyme that it makes has a different conformational shape and results in a different efficiency with that enzyme. And uh, so... You know, the, like 23andMe, they test. I don't know how many of those things uh, that they that they check, how many different SNPs that they check. On our Cardia X, which will be uh, the specific topic of multiple podcasts in the, in the near future, it encodes for, or it, it checks, 21 different genetic SNPs. Each of those have a different meaning and a different risk associated with it. Uh, so very cool testing, but I think where so often we go awry in checking these tests is knowing how does what difference can we make it's one thing to get the test and see oh 
I have green eyes instead of blue, you know, from a genetic perspective anyway. Um, so, but what does that mean? And not only what does it mean, but what can I do about it? And that is where the, I believe much of the future of medicine uh, lies. The problem is, is that some of this stuff is so complicated and so multifactorial that we have to have stuff laid out really well. And that's one of the things that we are trying to do at Revolution Health. And certainly we do, you know, our baseline things like hormone replacement for bioidentical hormones. We manage thyroid and the prolotherapy and all of those kinds of things. But we are looking at uh, the, the future of medicine and trying to customize our therapy for individual genetics, at least in some cases. I don't think everyone needs uh, all of this, but I think there's some really interesting things out there that I think is worth testing. And the CardiX is definitely one that I would check. So on some of these uh, genes, on some of these, uh, these genetic markers, again, I think it's important to check some of these. Uh, you are welcome to come to the clinic and we can test this. If you don't uh, have access to our clinic and need our help, you can shoot us a message through the website. We'll do what we can to help you out. But I thought it was important to understand a little bit about what these SNPs mean it doesn't mean you're abnormal. It doesn't mean you're messed up. It just means that things are a little bit different. And when things are different, what risk or benefit is conferred to you? And that's where this genetic testing can come. Um, so, Diana, anything else you wanted to add? No, just make sure that you stay tuned in so that whenever we do get to talk about the Cardia X in detail, you won't miss that information. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. And let us know if you have any uh, tips. Be sure to go to iTunes. Leave us a, some feedback, uh, give us a good review, um, and uh, let us know what you think. You guys have a great day.